0: This episode of Vic's Basement is brought to you by Sony and the PlayStation 4. Greatness awaits. Welcome to my basement, everybody. Uh, It's actually not a basement. It's it's, uh, room 503 at the Delta Hotel in downtown Montreal. In case you want to stop by. We won't be here when this...
1: Heirs, but... You should actually be saying bonjour. Bonjour, mon ami, mes amis. Merci beaucoup. Oh, my back hurts a little bit today. Yeah. I think it's these beds don't, at don't the Don't lie down on my bed. Well, listen, uh, I feel a little weird. Let's talk about Montreal. This is one of the great cities of the world. It yes. Is the crown jewel of Canada right after Vancouver. Right. Um, and... uh, uh. I feel strange when I go into shops. I just went to a sandwich shop and had a sandwich. I won't name the shop. Yeah. It uh, begins with a Q if you okay. want to play uh, okay. the home version of the X Basement <laughs> podcast. And uh, you go in and everybody is uh, they right into French. French is the default language here. Yeah, we're in Quebec. Uh, and I know some French. Yeah. But I feel very
0: strange. Well, you feel self-conscious. You feel like, I'm, I'm going to be judged. If I start trying to speak in French right now, so
1: I I could respond to them in French, but I just want our transaction to go as smoothly as possible. So I do this: hello, (laughs) (laughs) everywhere I go, every coffee I order, (laughs) every sandwich (laughs) I order, hello, hello, English speaker. I may as well just I'm an Anglophone. Yeah, I know some French though. Yeah, uh, but I just I I don't want to sound like a doof. Uh, Merci beaucoup. Like I just even saying that, I feel so. Yeah, I just wince. My, it's the my safe phrase. Sphincter puckers when I say that. Yeah. Just like, it's not, you know, I just feel like I'm trying to be something I'm not. I'm not going to pretend. I know that they know English, so let's just do this in English. Right. You know?
0: Well, that's here. I think in other parts of Quebec, uh, they would be a little less hesitant to converse in English, you really? know? Yeah. They would be a little bit more uh, expectant that you would uh, know Canada's other language. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. uh, it is embarrassing to be based on the West Coast and not have much French to speak with, you know, to converse with. Mm-hmm. I, I was in, I didn't, I, I didn't take French immersion or whatever, but I was uh, in French classes and I always did quite well with them. And Two I, years
1: in high school for me. A couple years, yeah. Two years, yeah.
0: Yeah, I didn't know how to speak English when I came back to Canada from Mexico. I had to learn English again. I had forgotten how to speak English when I was a kid. Yeah. And uh, so I, I was a Spanish speaking, blonde haired. Kid, when I moved back to the country, and I'd already, I was born in Montreal, so I had already spoken French. Um, so it, it was, it, you know, it, it's it is embarrassing that I've known these languages. I can't, and I don't have Spanish anymore. I don't have French anymore. All I all I speak is is English. So if you know more than one language, make sure you use them all.
1: Oh, that sandwich I just got from the Q shop. It's going to make you fart. It's, it's repeating on me already. Oh man! But You're the going to uh, make this place smell like you know the basement. I, you know what I like? What? I like the bagels. fact, you know, you think about uh, all of North America, and this yeah. is one of the few places in North America where we actually do celebrate and, and lead with a different language, and I think that's very cool. You it's know, fantastic. You could go... I guess, to, you know, Alberio in New York and speak Spanish, or, yeah. you know, the, the, yeah. the Puerto Rican sections of the city. But yeah. you're not going to get an entire city that's dedicated, that's going to put – to say this is the foot we're going to lead with and that's going to be the French foot.
0: Well, and and it wouldn't be, um, you know, a part of the culture, an important part of the culture. Yes. You know, and I think that that is uh, – that's something that we should all be proud of as Canadians, you know. And I, I hate this um, – you know bs of uh you know anglophones versus francophones you know and, and uh, you know people
1: isn't that war over
0: i think it it persists but maybe it's calmed down quite a bit but i hate that it ever rose up i wish that we could just be culturally proud of of all of our history you know um it was almost as bad as tupac versus uh, biggie it is i know it's canada's version of that in a way you know
1: <laughs> it's, it's, it's ridiculous. It's the East Coast, West Coast BS. You know, I, I don't know. I don't. I don't pick sides. When I'm here, I, I try to join in. It's
0: it's a jewel. You're and right. I try it's, to enjoy, and it. it's a total joy to come here. Be
1: here. Let her learn well, French first. I, I, we're
0: are honestly thinking of uh, putting her into French immersion. And I would love to come to Quebec as much as we possibly can. I love coming here. It feels she,
1: we can bring her and she can take us around. <laughs>
0: She'll be she, our interpreter. <laughs>
1: Merci beaucoup. <laughs>
0: Yeah, but uh, we got a chance to check out Thief, which is coming out very soon. And yes, was, from our uh, old
1: friends at IDOS Montreal. And I'd never been to the IDOS studio before. And yeah. of course, uh, uh, it's a beautiful place, a yep. stunning studio. Uh, you walk into the lobby and you feel right away that something magical is happening in this building. It was
0: a pretty damn cool investment, first from IDOS, and then when IDOS was bought by Square Enix to. Um, you know maintain that that quality and you know we all know and, and certainly this has come up in conversations that we've had out here that the industry is in, in a massive transitional phase right now. So in a way it feels like studios like that and we also visited Ubisoft uh, feel like the glory days of game building and they feel you know like these beautiful uh, environments are, are a little bit, uh, precarious these days, you know, when you see, you hear about closures and studios yeah, and games worry. cancel. Yeah. Worry, yeah. Warner Brothers uh, Montreal, too, when we were there. Fantastic, elegant spaces that are, are also creative zones, and they feel like they would be uh, very inspirational to come in to work with a bunch of people and be energized to build some cool things. Um, but what was amazing about about Idos Montreal is that it was uh, it was launched with Deus Ex and Thief, which are two of the highest caliber brands endemic to video games. Period. You know, and they were entrusted to bring out brand new iterations of these classic games that have so much pedigree and so much respect. They're
1: very much gamers' games.
0: Totally. Too. And you know, this was a team assembled from you know disparate groups all over North America. There were people from Vancouver and and uh, the states and and everything brought in to help furnish these things and, and there was a lot of doubt and then they killed it with Deus Ex Human Revolution it's a really cool game, especially as a as a first game from a new studio and I think people are going to be really impressed with Thief as well, it was, it was a hell of a lot of fun to play. It
1: does feel like um, a bit of a gamble on uh, Eidos' sure. part, saying you know, listen, we're going to bet on hardcore gamers that you guys are going to be there to support us mm-hmm. and we're going to bet on the, the talent in Montreal we're going to bet that we have the right people To uh, reignite both franchises. Right. And they had a lot of success with Deus Ex. And uh, we spent quite a bit of time with Thief. I'm not sure how much we can actually talk about it at this point. Well,
0: it's out next month, I think. I think we're pretty safe.
1: Probably one of the most transparent uh, studio visits. It's exactly the opposite of that Bungie studio (laughs) visit I did where it was all telling and no showing. This was all showing. Yeah. And aside from a very brief morning presentation they just gave us the game they're like here's the game have well, fun and, with it well you know
0: i played it a, for a, a few minutes at e3 last year and it was cool looking but you, it you was anything you from couldn't a few minutes it was e3. so hard because it, you know this is a game of uh, <clears throat> discipline and and uh analysis yeah. and you need time to kind of see what what's going well, on in this around. yeah absolutely yeah. and at e3 it was totally Inappropriate. I mean, you need to give time. I gave five and a half hours to the to this preview build that I got.
1: Mm, not and, counting uh, all the times you check Twitter.
0: Yeah, but I I spent a ton of time in this world, you know, and uh, it was fun. It was. Uh, uh, I was worried that it was going to be a, a little too slow and a little bit too clunky, but they've got a very physical um, main character in Garrett, and obviously, there, you know, there's some uh, connection to the Splinter Cell teams on on the Thief team here. Uh, Probably some from the Assassin's Creed, and it's a nice amalgam of that kind of mobility. Uh, But there is, you know, a lot of environmental stuff that you have to pay attention to. They're devoutly single player. They're not trying to, you know, slide in a sort of a multiplayer type component into this thing, right? And it, you know, it it feels a a little similar to um, Dishonored, but also
1: a little too similar at times.
0: Sometimes, but there's also a, a a more because of the blink and the and the awesome powers that you got in Dishonor, which were so much fun as game uh, inventions, it did feel a little more supernatural, a little more fantastic, a little more superheroic. This game doesn't feel like that. It does feel like you have some superheroic... You know, Batman type mobility, but you don't feel like a like a superhero. Well, There's
1: still elements of the supernatural. There in are, there. yeah. And you know, thinking back on Dishonored, the only supernatural power that I ever used while playing the game was Blink. Yeah, I didn't use any of the like throw rats on that guy. You, you were looking or- through walls and stuff. Come on. Oh, yeah, I guess so. I mean, of you have similar thing with fo- the, they the call focus. The focus, yeah, yeah. You can't exactly see through walls, but you can see things in the environment that are, are going to appeal to Garrett, things that he should pay attention to. Yeah. Um, but this game has been... I mean, let's just say this. It's been in production for a long time. almost five well, years. Well, since the studio opened. And you can feel the uh, overall uh, catharsis, yeah. the weight of this game, right. for better or worse, is off the studio's shoulders. Mm-hmm. And now they can go back to working on other stuff. Um, and it does feel that way. It does it does feel like this is the end of a long period of labor, yeah. a, a labor of love, but yep. also a labor – it was a labor for yeah. them to, to make this game and to get it out the door um, – so there was that kind of sigh of relief from there. I mean, that's what I felt yesterday, being yeah. in there. Um,
0: For sure. So Yeah, and now they want the world to judge it. And I'm I'm psyched now. And I have to say this, that I, I can't wait to finish the game. You know, like I was really getting into it, and I didn't want to stop playing it. I wanted to get through all the content that I could in the game.
1: I was having a really good time. But there's also this thing where I feel like the studio, they're almost like sort of, you know... Um, shield bracing themselves
0: because oh, this yeah.
1: this is how you know I read that thing on Kotaku this week. Uh, it was from a, a guy who works on games. And he's oh, they don't hate the hate. Yeah. The hate and, yeah, I'm sick of it too. And uh you know, it just it does seem like no matter how incredible anything anyone makes in this business, somebody always has finds a rip way it to apart. shit on it. Yeah. yeah, and uh and we're and we're good at it, and we're no one's ever happy. You know, I mean, go. You know, going back to uh, you know the Mass Effect thing, where everybody was miserable about the ending, and yeah. so they rallied and and pissed and moaned about it. And you can, you know, everybody, you know, the people. I did a few interviews that will air on EP over the next couple of weeks, and you can feel all of them. Just like here are all, you know, here's this set of gamers that have been playing the sequel or the reboot or the new Thief in their minds for yeah. the last 15 years. No matter what they do. No matter what kind of game they deliver, it's never going to live up to that game they've been playing in their heads.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, and uh, yeah, you know, I think that we're in this era right now of, of transparency, and the fans are making the game, and the game makers are fans of stuff, and everybody's kind of speaking a very similar language. And I got to tell you, man, I am I'm worried about the triple A uh, pull for. For uh, this is
1: Vic's worry of the week.
0: Well, people that are coming out of uh, you know high school or or going into uh, you know game education courses or you know wh- however they're finding the way into the industry, I am worried that the uh, this amount of transparency and this amount of discussion around the um, the hardships around AAA game development is going to have an uh, an adverse effect on people to sustain team sizes because these things require a lot of talent and a lot of people and also pull new people into the field that are going to come up with incredible, um, concepts and, and ideas that will challenge and change the medium, which we need. And, uh, I don't want all of our future developers to just feel like they need to go rogue and need to go indie and need to make small games and and just need to, you know, express themselves in these individualistic ways. God,
1: I love how much worrying you do about all of this stuff. Well, make, you know, the thing is it's like the thing that you're worrying about though is status quo, the way that we've always done these things and I'm going to put a positive spin on this because this has been my role on the podcast 2 weeks in a row now. Yeah. And this is the last week I'm going to goddamn do this. Okay. Next week you're going back to being the positive. Okay. Way. There are more options now for, for people, people to express themselves yes, in because games. Yes. there used to be only one path and that was you joined a team and you hope to rise through the ranks and maybe one day lead your own team uh, uh, now great. everybody can you know you can have your ryan paytons who are like well, well screw it i'm not gonna go you know, this, I'm not going to do the route where I'm just, you know, rowing the slave ship. I'm going to make my own ship. Right. And it's going to be awesome. And yeah. so you can go do that if you want to. Or you can join it like we were at Ubisoft today. That thing is a factory. Yeah. Thousands of people. Work there. That neighbor that we talked to a guy in a coffee shop next to Ubisoft. He's like, this neighborhood was a shithole. Yeah. Until Ubisoft opened up here. Yeah. And now the whole neighborhood is turned around.
0: Well, I want that to continue, and that's what I'm concerned about. You know, like I, in the same way that I want, you know, a team teams like Arcane to, that made uh, Dishonored, which is kind of an indie kind of rogue outfit out there that bethesda said okay let's let's bring this thing out there but that game required a lot of people it required a lot of passion and i I feel that um a lot of these indie devs are going to find it challenging to navigate the waters to be able to keep their businesses alive and to grow to that scale to be able to build products like dishonored you know, in the future, and it will just be the thing that is getting everybody down. It will just be sequels and and known entities, and there will be, you know, five to ten games that come out a year that that these big players will only invest in, partially because the market is moving in that direction, but also partially because the talent is, is splintering off and trying to To make it on their own, you well, know?
1: we can want whatever we want as yeah. connoisseurs of this stuff. But at the end of the day, it's the marketplace that's going to dictate where everything goes. It's going to be the general appetite of everybody, and right. just, and just it, like
0: Hollywood, we and, might only get one flavor in the future. And, and you know you what? Know? You know, a lot of these indie guys that don't end up knocking out of the park or being able to sustain or continue growing, they'll probably circle back and they'll become part of these bigger. I studios mean, look again. at Ryan
1: Paid. We're gonna, yeah. you know, we're gonna. He's gonna come visit us. I think next week. Right. He has probably just shaved 10 years off of his life. <laughs> Seriously, no kidding. Yeah. I mean, remember when uh, Brian Provinciano came in? I mean, yeah. he looked terrible after yeah. finishing Retro. I mean, yeah. people they want to have their moment and, you know, exercise their will yeah. and bring these things to life, and it just takes an incredible amount of soul and life force out of you to real I mean, as it does for for you when you built this company. Like it's just it's an incredible labor. Um, I do worry about these guys sometimes. Their, yeah. their health. Yeah. We'll see what, what kind of shape Ryan's in when he comes up next week. Yeah, I know. Maybe we'll get a spot. A we'll take him out for a spot. A get get our uh, pedicures. But
0: you know what? We have a lot of people listening <clears throat> to us right now, and I have been complaining and I have My been mom ranting. Listens, and, and your the, mom listens. Yeah. But we have people that are aspiring to make games and be a part of it. And uh, a couple. I you know I want people to feel encouraged. I want people to get out there do you and do it. Make a game. Uh, sometimes I think about it I don't want to I have Sometimes no I think about to. it yeah. And then I think about Brian Provinciano <laughs> Sorry Brian <laughs> And I just imagine uh, Ryan next week With his Rip Van Winkle beard yeah. No listen I, I mean I love this business So much And I, I love the potential Of it The most You know Like that's what got me Out of bed That's what that's what made me Want to build this sh- This yeah. show And these comp And these products And these And build this team is like You know, we're just getting started, you know. We are just getting started. And I don't like this gloom over this industry. It drives me crazy, you know. And I don't love, I don't like this, well, we got to just think small kind of attitude. And we just got to, I mean, that was what my whole free-to-play rant was about, right. We we don't just need these small little things. No, we need some really big reaches. And even if they don't succeed and and make, you know, $5 million a day like some of these free-to-play pieces of crap, we need to aspire. We need to build. And, uh, like, one of the most exciting things that's coming out this year, which was, the I think, the best thing about the VGX uh, show that Keeley put together was uh, uh, No Man's Sky from Hello Games, you know. Um, and even though they are absolutely embracing the uh, in-app purchase model with the Joe Danger stuff, still super fun, still uh, very, very cagey, very smart. But I love... That they came from console, they are small, there's only four of them, but it was awesome to see the reach, You know, awesome to see the desire to build something that, that shook things quite a bit
1: like that. Listen, I, want, I want that all the time. I'm starting to worry about you. Right. I want you to stop worrying so much. About the business. Yes, because yeah. I think part of it, you can worry up to a point... But part of it's it's like worrying about the weather. We can only do so much. You got to let the clouds roll in. You got to let the clouds roll out. So they're in now, but they'll be gone soon. Um, And I have... I'm 100% certain the, everything is going to turn out okay. It might not be tomorrow. might not be next. I, can, I can't even believe this. Two weeks in a row, <laughs> I have been the sunshine. No, I know that it will. It's all going to be fine. I know that it's it will. Gonna be I, I, I know that You're going to play some great games. I know You're we gonna will. You're going to love your PS4 and the Xbox One. Both huge successes. Well, that, Wii U, not so sure.
0: Well, that's, that's what I wanted to say, too, about playing Thief, because it was the first. It, it isn't a fully next-gen game, and you pointed this out because it's on the other consoles, and you can feel that it's it's an up-res or that, that it's got some great new um, effects, some visual effects and stuff. It to, has some smoke in to, it. To add some detail to everything. We need the
1: PS4 to add smoke to Thief.
0: But it felt great to put the PS4 controller in my hand and place something new on that machine that wasn't already available on other systems. You know, At least they're, they're all coming together, and it feels like, okay, here's the next... Footfall, you know, like more stuff is coming, and I, that's what I want now. I want us to start the run, you know, like let's get it's into more games. Let's get in. That's what I've I want now for right both these the horizon, machines. And yeah. I like today, I, you know, this is old news by the time this airs, but. The uh, the image of the new uh, Titanfall controller for Xbox One is out there, and people are excited about that. And it's like, yes, okay, let's get into this. Let's start playing these big games.
1: People are excited about a controller that has the Titanfall theme uh, painted on it. It's part of the lore. It's part of I need law school. <laughs> uh, so we're in your hotel room. Yes. Here at the uh, we're in downtown Montreal. We don't need to name the chain. Yeah. I you know they're I already not gonna did do that, anything bro. for us. I already yeah, did. you did. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, you have two beds in your room. Yeah. I'm sitting you on messed, one.
0: You messed the other one up. It was well, this totally, was the so, one that was not used. Yeah, so the, uh, the maids have to redo everything. You
1: don't let the maids in when you're here. You're afraid they're going to go through your things. I just,
0: I, I don't, I want to save on the detergent and the and the effort for them. And You're I afraid
1: they're going to touch your Vita. I don't,
0: I don't care about any of that. You're I just don't or... want them to come in and have to work for nothing. I don't I don't mind if I have a messy room for a couple days. You're afraid you you she's,
1: you're afraid she, that the maid is going to complete a few races and wipe out 2048. That usually happens. <laughs> if I so, was a maid that's what I'm I would. I'm looking at the bed over here. Yeah. We talked about this when I first came in. There's a little decorative pillow that goes on each bed. Yeah. And uh that pillow. I know, I know. is like a germ magnet. Well,
0: you're you're a germaphobe. Do you know you're, well, you're I, always, always reason, worried about that. But
1: I you know how many I know. I don't, sexual positions no, but I don't were think performed that. on I, that pillow.
0: I, for, I even forgot that the pillow was there. I just fell asleep and it was in on In my there. luggage,
1: I have a long pole, like a telescopic pole that yeah. I can stretch out. <laughs> I use that to push things off the bed when I get there so I don't actually have to come into physical contact with them because I'm pretty sure that that pillow has scurvy in it and a strain of the bubonic plague.
0: Based on how many
1: hotels and right on your bed. you
0: and I have been in... In our careers here, we should be long dead if these germs <laughs> <terms> are out <laughs> to get That's thinking, why
1: our immune systems are so amazing. Maybe.
0: I mean, especially if they back to the roots of doing EP and we would travel in a van and, and oh, seven okay. of us would stay in Just $20 each a each night. Farts. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, motel rooms? Thank God there were oh my no bed bugs. Back we should then.
0: be dead, but yeah. we're
1: okay. I mean, it's, we're all right. But you know, a couple of weeks ago, there was a virus. Can I say this that sure. blew through your family? Yep. your baby got it, and your your wife got it. Yep. and then uh, like it was the worst I've heard. Oh yeah, a friend of my, yours came over. My wife said that it was worse than childbirth. <laughs> <laughs> but a friend came over to the house. Yeah. She got sick. You and, said,
0: And her boyfriend got sick. And too. he got
1: sick. And you said that she just laid in the tub because it was just coming out of Yeah. And everything. the other
0: guy was on a uh, cross country uh, road trip and they had to keep the people it. that they they were just, traveling with had to keep pulling over and he had to go into bushes into the whole the bushes way. So sorry, Doug. Spr- I apologize. Just
1: spraying out of both ends. Yes. But this is the amazing thing. You fought it off. You came into work. You were a little sick on a Monday. I missed
0: the, the shoot, and that's why Sean hosted the EP that right, that day with sunglasses on. Yeah,
1: but you and your formidable immune system sent that virus packing.
0: I don't know how I, I avoided it. You were a it, little man. pale
1: for like a minute.
0: Yeah, well, and I, then it went away. I, uh, I, don't, I mean, I didn't eat.
1: It's all the hotels. I rooms. sort of.
0: I felt it coming. I didn't eat, and yes. I slept for twenty hours. And I sweated it out, and then the next day... I was uh, back in a movie theater with you, and we reviewed a film. Yeah, lone and, uh, Survivor. Yeah, and we were shooting, and yeah. I, I couldn't believe it. I've been feeling a little bit better every day since then. But you see what I'm doing. I'm crediting
1: yeah. the hotel rooms, all the years yeah. of being exposed thank to the bubonic you, plague. Thank you, germ-ridden yeah. hotel rooms. Thank you, dirty filth pillow that has been used in every <laughs> sex position in the Kama Sutra.
0: Yeah, <laughs> basically slept with the entire human race by now, right? Oh, uh, we have. That's yeah. what
1: I – sometimes we go to these hotels, and in, and uh, everything you can imagine has happened in these rooms. But
0: what is it about people not wanting to like have a mint or a breath freshener or brush their teeth? Did you get a ba- you got a bad no, one on the plane on on an airplane? I mean, yeah, I couldn't tell s- if it was the, Enzo, Enzo I, I couldn't tell if too. it was the ass or the mouth, but it was <laughs> it was just it was just for. For five hours, it was just like, what you, the? I was, you, I had my phone like, is, case. Is that me
1: and leaning yeah. forward. <laughs> think it, that, might, that might be me. Someone is just
0: leaking, <laughs> leaking smell. So I had my phone up to my nose for Someone the whole flight. Someone is leaking smell, and oh. I don't know what orifice it's coming out of, but it's disgusting. Oh. And And, you know, they couldn't put the seats any closer if they just started to, like, put them over top of each other. You know, it's just yeah. like. It's like they might as well just have us all like in bunk beds at some point. as like just we're all huddled together, and I'm like in someone's mouth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. It was just brutal for five hours.
1: So I, 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 on my flight out here, yeah. and thanks for listening to Vic and Scott's flights. Yeah. You tune in every week. Yeah. Uh, there's a guy sitting in front of me. And the seat in between him and the person next to him empty. Right. And That always gives me red ass because I'm six foot three. Yeah. And of course this guy sits down, and as soon as we level off, cranks his seat all the way back, so I'm staring at the, his bald spot on top nice. of his head. Awesome. So I'm just fuming, and my blood pressure is just soaring. And so I, uh, I lean forward, and I'm just, I just said, please, you know, I'm, I'm a little, I'm short on space back here. Would you mind pulling forward a little bit? And I get this, oh, oh. Oh, and he reluctantly moves his seat about an inch forward. Right. And really, you know, considering the size of my penis, I should be buying two <laughs> seats just to put one next to me. <laughs> For the penis to put a little seatbelt over. I, I want to see that conversation. <laughs> <laughs> but I was crammed in. It's a long flight, too. Vancouver to, to Montreal. Yeah, it is. did you, know? yeah. you play on? I played the little Mutant Muds Deluxe on the Beat I we watched Helix, man. I watched uh, yeah, yeah, Billy Campbell. Uh,
0: What's his role on the show? Is he, he a villain? He, he is, no, he's, the, he's a good guy. He's like the Edward James Olmos of this uh, is, uh, Arctic does based.
1: Any, does he get any ass on that show? He's
0: got, yeah, he's got, uh, well, they don't show any of that stuff, but he's got an ex wife who what? slept with his brother. Played by Neil Napier. Oh, this sounds so
1: cool that Neil and Billy were
0: both at the CBAs, and we got to hang with both those guys. And Neil's great in the show. Oh, we need his mando in the show. I know. I'm sure he'll pop up. But uh, they, um, yeah, he's he's the leader. He he's like the one of these top dogs at the uh, Center for Disease Control, and he gets flown up to this Arctic base, and there's all kinds of uh, disgusting mutation. Uh, type things So there's happening. monsters in the show? Kind of monsters, yeah. it's. I haven't gotten, I'm only into like halfway to the second episode, but the uh, uh, people are being um, either changed and mutated into these more powerful creatures or they're being eaten alive by this black gooey thing. You know, mm-hmm. they open up a couple body bags. The and special effects are good? Pretty solid. Yeah, it's not too yeah. bad. It feels creepy. It feels uh, claustrophobic. reminds me a little bit of the... Uh, that uh, colony movie that we saw, where they were on that base, and then mm-hmm. the, the other base had zombies on it. It
1: was a shit movie.
0: I, I kind of dug that movie. I, I like the concept of being trapped in this Arctic. I mean, it worked for The Thing. You know, it's a classic. It's a classic. Or yes. even the uh, the vampire one. I thought that I, was I like
1: cool. the setting too, but not everybody has made the most of that setting.
0: I know. And I like want is. I want there to be more exterior type shots. They shoot it, they've it all got in Toronto. Couple. They shoot it in Montreal. In Montreal yeah okay yeah they shoot it here but they're wrapped they're wrapped on that and uh, how do in... they
1: do all the snow and everything do they got so they got where do they get the exteriors
0: uh, I don't know I think that they, they there's a lot of CG okay. I mean there's a lot of glowy stuff you can kind of tell I I think this will be something like the if the show proves itself in ratings they'll spend more money on on uh, effects and it will become a bigger sci-fi uh, flavored experience yes because they're talking about you know future technologies and future uh types of uh research and things like that that are going to um let us get a little more esoteric but it's a smart show and there's a lot of uh you know intrigue with the way that some of the backstory and the characters is interwoven and some good looking actors in the thing is
1: that your uh, recommend of the week yeah i
0: think so yeah i think definitely check it out it's good to start how do we review it I think we should review it.
1: Let's do it. Would I keep watching? You know what?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Let's watch one more episode. I haven't seen any. And I'll, I'll lend you my iPad and you can watch it on the flight back. But, I already uh, got my flight back Oh, you've planned. already planned it out? Yeah. Okay. Well, Sleep I watched, I watched Helix hours. and I watched... Get it.
1: angry. Let my blood pressure soar. Yell what? at the guy in front of me. I, know. <laughs> I feel bad about myself. <laughs> I got a full flight. So I, I watched... Uh, Helix. I
0: watched Prisoners as well, which I was dreading to see because it's about the abduction uh, of two little kids yeah
1: and, uh hugo weaving
0: no uh hugh jackman, hugh jackman no, 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 and uh um who's the uh, it's hard out here for a pimp guy the guy that was fired from iron man what's his name uh i don't know it's he, hard he out played roadie for... and then they fired him for uh don Cheadle replaced him oh what's his name
1: oh oh shit i forgot uh, that there was a different uh yeah in, the, in iron man one yeah we'll think of it in yeah, a second I forget let's, his name. let's not hurt ourselves all right uh, uh, uh
0: he was good in this he kind of drives me crazy because he always oh terrence howard because he always uh he always sort of terrence howard face yeah he, he, yeah he overemphasizes, yeah, yeah. and he but he's he's muted and and he was truthful and i really liked him and jackman is like he was making me so emotional as his d- dad i mean it was have you ever seen the uh uh Oh, what was the Sean Penn m- movie that Clint Eastwood directed, and Tim Robbins is in it? I don't know. Oh God, it was—I forget the name of that one. Oh, the River, or something like that. There's Mystic River. Mystic River. Oh, is that right? I don't know. There yeah. was a Mystic River. Yeah, that was heavy. Okay. Um, same kind of intensity. Why do you com-
1: watch this shit on the plane? Well, that's so. Especially it when was out of all of the you're things you're trying to decide if it's your ass I, or the guy's mouth. I, well, out of sticks. all the
0: things that I, that were available. That was the one that I we didn't see in theaters, and I was really grateful that we didn't see it because I was horrified about the subject matter. Yeah, it's about a child abduction. Yeah, and I thought I wasn't going to be able to deal with it, but it was actually uh, uh, the Hollywood eyes did a little bit.
1: It's been a while since we've had a weeper in theaters where we both openly cry in front of one
0: another. <laughs> it's been at least a year. Man, Peter Berg tried with that that the Lone that. Survivor, didn't yeah. he? Yeah, God, it's... he was playing like he might as well have been up there playing a, a harp with the you know the whole trombone section or something like well that. you're
1: not going to believe this but i've started to finally after been being brow beaten by you for almost a year now yeah started to watch arrow great and mostly it's just fun to uh pick out all the vancouver locations
0: i know lots like, of uh,
1: rooftops trying to make it look like a uh new york i guess uh, oh, yeah, just a big just urban city.
0: Th- you know what they use is Tokyo exteriors. Oh, really? Yeah, they use Tokyo because it's just a sprawl. So they they, so they have funny. lots of shots. You can see the Tokyo Tower every once in a while. In the,
1: yeah, in I just the keep waiting there. for them to sort of pan and just see us shooting a review in the background. <laughs> you know, it's going to you know, happen at I know. some point. <laughs> but the show, they should have us on the show as a background like that. Well, there's a couple
0: of uh, reporters yeah. that are local reporters that yeah. are in every damn episode of that show. Oh, really? They must make tons of money. They're like local Vancouver reporters. What
1: about us? Why don't we get these jobs? We don't have an agent. We don't have agents. We're sexy. <laughs> That's not enough, I guess. So I started watching Arrow, and uh, I got two quick recommends, okay? All you right. know me and my Netflix. Yeah. Cheers. For God's sake, cheers. Netflix. You should watch Cheers. Netflix, if you're – no, I'm not going to say Cheers. Okay. Netflix, if you're listening, yeah. sponsor us because we're giving you free advertising week in and week Do out. Do you think people know about Netflix? Someone might have heard about it. <laughs> I thought I just had discovered it. No, I've been watching the original uh, Twilight Zone oh, on yeah. Netflix, which is just incredible. That's all there. It's all, uh, I think there's, there are only two seasons, and both seasons, seasons are there. So watch that. The other thing I want to recommend, and I can't wait to see them, but it's uh, Republic. Republic. Yeah, Peyton. Yeah, I liked it a little bit more than you did. Yeah, uh, which happens only once every seven years. Yeah, there's going
0: to be a review coming up on the show pretty soon, and yep. then we are going to have we are going to have Ryan on the show for sure. I'm, Is the I, review not aired yet? I don't think so. And I, but but what I am uh, I'm unbelievably proud of him.
1: I know, right? You want to you know, just hug him? Yeah. And we're going to do our spa day. Yeah, massages and pedicures, what? And manicures. Yeah, the three of us. That, what did we we're going to do a spa day? Does together. Ryan know? Well, why not? That's let's, a weird thing to do. It's treat yourself, day.
0: <laughs> so those are my. So t- when we have developers come to the basement, that's one of the things we'll do is we'll, we'll go for the, spa day. Well,
1: as we age, we should preserve <laughs> ourselves and make sure we get you know proper amounts of relaxation. Should we just uh, why don't we have Scott Spa? That's our next podcast. Basement and Scott Spa. That's our next podcast right there. So, take a steam with Scott. Scott Spa Day. Yeah, I okay. love it. Scott Spa Day. That's I a, love it. That's going to be on EPM. I bet. <laughs> So it's uh, getting dark here in Montreal. Yeah. Uh,
0: we're we, Hey, we to- saw we did, we did some oh. uh, discussions about Epic Quest. No, Epic. Might, what, mighty uh, quest for Epic, Epic Loot. Loot. I always mix those yeah. up. Yeah. Uh, which actually looks pretty fun. I hadn't really seen it's it. It's a I free-to-play heard...
1: game, which I, know. I know just gets, your, uh, gets me angry. your balls
0: all twisted. Yep, it does. Ah! I untwisted my balls, and I sat down, and I checked it out, and it actually does look like it's going to be pretty fun. I love the
1: concept, uh, the fact that you build your own tower. Yep. It's tower defense where you build your own tower and lay traps for other people. It's and then Dungeon Keeper you meets Diablo, Diablo, man. You go plunder other dungeons. Not yeah. everybody knows what that means. You yeah. go plunder other dungeons, and yep. people come plunder your dungeons. It's pretty rad. Yeah, You don't have to pay a damn thing. Yeah. Who
0: could be calling you? You want me to check? That's the, that's the maid. They're wondering if they should come in and clean up everything. Hold on. Scott's going Hello. to take a phone call.
1: Yes. <laughs> uh, you know what? My room is just fine today. My room is fine. I did a little cleaning around here myself. He's What's so we'll be he okay. doing? Uh, I think I have plenty of fresh towels. Thank you so much, Don. Uh, you, you have a wonderful day. Au revoir.
0: I, can so we I use some French? Can we run that?
1: I don't I know. know if we could run why? that. Why not? It's just a – why?
0: What Th- thank you, nameless housekeeper yeah. at the hotel. You, you, thank you. you. So
1: I also, uh, while we were up at Ubisoft, I checked out. Uh, I took another look at Child of Light. Yeah, it comes out very soon. Yes, it's a springtime game. It's yeah. the right time of year to release this game. Uh, it's Ubisoft's homage to all things JRPG. So yeah, <laughs> it really is. Really, it's such a yeah. It's a weird, strange, hand-drawn, beautiful little project. I. I think uh, expectations are probably pretty low for it. It seems like the audience for it is uh, is very specific. Uh, but we'll see how it all uh, pans out. I got to, I got a chance to speak with the uh, creative director. That yeah. uh, interview is going to air soon. And uh, he's doing this thing now, you know, when they finish a game where he's just playing the game every day over right. and over right. and over right. and over right. again. So every two days he's doing a playthrough and they're tweaking and they're finalizing and putting, you know, dotting the I's and crossing the T's. Uh, and it looks good. I I don't know. I'm not a huge JRPG fan. Yeah. Uh, you like them a little bit more than I do sometimes. Uh, but it's a it's it looks like an acquired taste. Uh, but we will be reviewing it soon.
0: Well, it's good for to see you be spending their money, you know, and yeah, it trying different me of, things uh,
1: of EA maybe in like two circa 2010. Yeah. Dead Space and yeah. Mirzette. was that 2009, 2000, 2009, 2010, maybe 2008. Yeah might have been 2008.
0: Before that, the first Dead Space came out? First one. Remember right, that year Right, and Dante's Inferno. Yeah, and they yeah. were like,
1: here we are. We're gonna, here's all this original stuff. Yeah. And then uh, the only thing we still have is Dead Space. Well, I
0: think that uh, Assassin's Creed 4, which is phenomenal, and everybody should pick it up if you've got a new console, because it's, it's ridiculous. It's so robust. Um, but I think that it, Assassin's Creed 3 burnt out a lot of people. Like, they used all the goodwill up on that game. And people...
1: Because as you say, sometimes it becomes a job.
0: Right. And it was a great... AC3 was also a great game. It had lots of issues, but it had lots of great content to justify the time and the expense of it. But I think people were like, okay. Yeah. You know, and so Assassin's Creed 4. And they knew it. The development team knew it when they were making the game. That's some of the stuff that we talked about when we were interviewing them last yes. year. Uh, so less people have, have, you know, got in line to buy that game. Probably also because they were saving their money for the new consoles, Whatever the reason. So but UB is looking into the future saying, okay, we can't just keep going to the AC bank forever. You know, this is not gonna be the lifeblood for our company solely. We need to invest and diverge Something and we, new. Yeah, we need to come up with some new stuff. And UB's been pretty amazing corporately for that, you know, with their Montpellier investments and their Paris investments and their Singapore investments but montreal has been pretty specific with either you know splinter cell far cry prince of persia or assassins creed i mean they've done a little uh, extra stuff with uh, you know some other I
1: feel sort like of it's been things. a little bit of a disappointing year i don't think blacklist was Quite the phenomenon nope. that they were hoping it would be. Nope. Sales for Assassin's Creed, as you pointed out, are down. You know, Co- for whatever Call of reason, Duty
0: was down. Uh, everything was down. You know, everything was Battle down. Battlefield
1: was down. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so uh, now I'm starting to get worried. Thank you. All your worry has been transferred from you <laughs> <laughs> onto me. I, what I, the hell's gonna happen?
0: I, I mean, it, it's uh, there are a lot of question marks. You know, the the business is going through change for sure. But that that's what I'm. Mostly concerned about is that i, I as my, as many of these changes that do happen, I don't want the uh, scale of ambition to be you know undercut you know and I want new ideas uh even if they're existing franchises I want there to be teams that are built and solid and uh, cooperative. Enough again, to create cool content in this year. Think
1: about the early days of Hollywood, all the epics that they shot. Like yes, Cleopatra. Yep. ridiculous m- amounts of money. The Cecil B. DeMille kind of era. Uh, yeah, thousands it's always of changing. Yeah, and then in the
0: fifties, they went into we method acting, like and James anymore. Dean was yeah. like a complete. Things you know, shook smaller. everything up, yeah. and then uh, you know things scaled right down I'm in saying, the sixties, and then Planet of the again, Apes brought everything let's all not back. not
1: worry too much. Okay, yeah, I know. It's all. It's going to be okay. There's go, always going to be good stuff to I mean, play. There's, you know, the smartest people, the most visionary people, the most artistic people. They're drawn to this medium. I know, it's amazing. They always will. It's be It's
0: the best entertainment that we have made as as human beings.
1: And it's flawed right now. It is. You it know, always has been. And, and but maybe now more so than ever. You know, well, I, now, I think, I now, think Assassin's well, Creed 4, Black Flag, beautiful game, but it's yeah. a big, flawed game. Well, and now what's, I think,
0: the biggest flaw in it, and we're, we're complicit in this, is our wearing our you know concerns about the business on our sleeve. And we're always discussing how it's being run, you know? Yeah. And it feels a little too inside baseball, but everybody that loves games
1: has that same concern. We're trying to figure it out. I I know. We, we want to be the ones to figure it out. We want to help. Yes. That's what we well, do.
0: I mean, part of it is we know people in the business that deserve to feel confident we've about seen, their future. Well,
1: we've seen people who've had to pack up their lives and and, totally. and move on to something else. And we're
0: also selfish gamers and we want to play the hottest, coolest, awesome, largest, you know, HD-est, incredible experiences that we possibly can dive, dive into um and we want lots and lots of other people to feel that fire and passion as well i I mean that's why i created ep i wanted more people to play games i wanted more games for me to play personally and i wanted more people playing games and talking
1: about you know what a couple years ago almost every day we i'm talking to you about this yesterday we say on the show we live in a golden age yeah within two years we're going to be saying that again mark my words i know there we're another golden age is coming absolutely
0: I mean, PlayStation Now is. Uh, and that'll
1: be the last one. Then after that, we'll be dead.
0: <laughs> PlayStation Now certainly tips uh, yeah, to a really how exciting, exciting is future. That? Yeah, like it any, really does. Like
1: anything can happen yeah. once the broadband speeds are, are up to snuff. Well, and shit, you come
0: to Montreal and you sit down and you play Thief for uh, five hours. That's exciting as hell, too. I mean, that's a, that's a nice. It's not going to probably be game of the year or the biggest selling thing in 2014, but it's a nice way to start a year. It felt it felt really
1: yeah. Let's get this year started. Yeah, let Thief started off. Yeah, Child of Light after that. We've got the Far Cry compilation. We've got the Tomb Raider HD coming. Yep. There is stuff I know for us to look at. I know, and we're going to be looking at it soon. But Steam tonight boxes. we got to go to the movies. Let's go to the movies. Yeah. Let's hope Jack Ryan's okay. We'll Chris find Pine, out <laughs> Kira Knightley. We got her to look at. All right. All right. She's easy on the ice All
0: right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah. We will be back in the stanky basement next week. So au revoir, au revoir, au revoir mes amis, mes
1: amis and... Stitcher. <laughs> 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 Écoutez, Stitcher. Right. That's good. Is that right? That's good. Okay.